Hi guys, this is Drew. You probably already know what I'm about to say here for the most part. However, come Labor Day weekend, we will be releasing our our review of the Star Trek Lower Decks Strange New Worlds crossover episode, Those Old Scientists. And then we will be releasing our reviews for Season 4 of Lower Decks uh, as separate episodes instead of standalone episodes. So and so that all our episodes of the of our lower decks reviews can be listened without having to go back through a movie that you may or may not want to listen to the review for, though I'm sure the review was great. Uh, we're releasing these separately so they're easy enough to find. Uh, this episode, our uh, we will be reviewing episodes five and six of season two, namely an embarrassment of Duplers and the Spy Humongous. These reviews originally were a part of our Monster House review. So if you want to listen to the whole show and understand some context, if there's some things that might show up here, I'm not sure, uh, go check out that review. Uh, but yeah, here, here is uh, those two episodes. Space, the final frontier. are the voyages of the starship Enterprise. Its five-year mission, to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations, to boldly go where no man has gone before. Robotech. First episode of tonight, An Embarrassment of Duplers, directed by Kim Arndt and written by David Wright. Mariner and, uh, story for this one, Mariner and Boimler try to track down the location of a legendary Starfleet party while the bridge crew deals with an insecure alien diplomat. Uh-huh. In this episode, along with playing Shax, Fred Tadasior is also playing the Bouncer and a Klingon. Hmm. Gilliam Vigman, who plays Dr. Ta'ana, mm -hmm. is also voicing the Aurelian wife and the model ship's computer. Mm. Tom Kenny is uh, voicing Malvis, Captain Anderson, and Aurelian husband. Richard Kind, who was previously on uh, Rapunzel's Tangled Adventure yes. as... What was his name? Oh, the one that Rapunzel... It was Rapunzel's enemy. I'll just say that. Didn't like Rapunzel very much. Oh, uh, Uncle... Uh, no, uh, Monty. Monty. Uncle Monty. Monty. Uncle Monty. Uh, he plays the Dupler. Oh, that totally makes sense and now. And that's the only name we have for this guy is Dupler. <laughs> uh, Jennifer Lewis plays the bartender, and Paul Shear played uh, the groundskeeper, Billups, and a captain. Hmm. Getting into the trivia for this. This is the second episode of the series to not include a teaser before the opening title, after hmm. season one's Cupid's Errant Arrow. In the barber shop, Mariner and Boimler drive th in the 
barbershop that Mariner and Boimler drive through, three Bolian barbers are seen. This continues the tradition of Bolian barbers, such as the Saul and Mott on Star Trek The Next Generation. Mm. The joke actually being that Bolians are generally bald. As barbers. Yes. And much like you shouldn't trust a skinny chef, you shouldn't trust a bald barber either. Sure. If we're being honest, although I think one of my, I think one of the barbers that usually hits my hair is bald now that I think about it. <laughs> but anyway, uh, this episode reveals that Starbase 25 has a Quark's Bar franchise, making it the third establishment to appear after the one we saw in Quaylor 2 in We'll Always Have Tom Paris, and the one on Free Cloud in the Picard episode, Stardust City Rag. Hmm. The bouncer, who wouldn't let Freeman and her bridge officers into the party, along with a bartender and server seen working inside the party, are the same species as M3 Green from the animated series episode The Jihad. Hmm. So yeah, they're still bringing in more animated series hmm. aliens that we never got to see in real life. Uh, this episode featured the return of the legacy characters from Star Trek The Next Generation who had non-speaking in-person appearances. One being uh, Captain Shelby, who we knew as Commander Shelby, from The Best of Both Worlds. Hmm. She was the one who... Uh, uh, have you seen that episode? No. Okay. This is the episode where Picard gets, assim- Picard gets assimilated by the Borg. Oh, okay. That one. And uh, she was brought along as a consultant because she'd been working in the Borg uh, preparatory... Prep- prep- uh, Department getting oh, ready okay. in case the Borg attacked. Yeah. And so she was the one who knew more about the Borg from the stuff than anybody else did. So when Picard got assimilated and Riker had to take over captaining the Enterprise, mm-hmm. he needed a first officer. He got Shelby. Ah. And there was a point in time in the show where we actually thought Picard was not going to survive. Riker was going to be the new captain and Shelby was the new first officer. Mm. So she, She's an interesting character. Interesting. But yeah, we do get to see her, even though we don't get it. She doesn't have a speaking role. We also see Thaddean Okona from the episode, The Outrageous Okona. Thaddean Okona is seen holding a piece of hardware nearly identical to the damaged guidance system he brought aboard the USS Enterprise-D during his episode. Hmm. And I do love the fact that uh, Freeman says, Okona's in there? He's not even Starfleet. That's outrageous. Referencing the title, Outrageous, outrageous. Okona. Uh, Shelby's first off alien first officer resembles the original design of the Kelpians from Star Trek discovery. Uh, Kirk's old bar has numerous images or portraits of various characters, including those of Arax and Imres, which were two uh, animated series characters Mm. Uh, appear. They appear on the wall with many images replicating or resembling frames taken from episodes in which they originally appeared. Also present in that bar were as a jukebox, a model of Zephram Cochran's Phoenix from Star Trek First Contact mm-hmm. and Voyager Homestead, as well as models of the Doomsday Machine from the uh, original series episode, The Doomsday Machine, and the Guardian of Forever from the original series episode, The City on the Edge of Forever. And that's all the trivia I got. What did you uh. think of this episode? Oh, my, my first thought was like, okay, what did Meritor do this time? <laughs> oh my gosh. Like, like every episode, this girl has to do something. 
and be like, granted, she's the main character. I totally get that. But you every- are going to enjoy season three. Oh gosh. <laughs> and be like, it's it's there again. Be like, it's her and Boimler be like trying to reconnect after he came back from the Titan. Mm-hmm. And oh my gosh, be like they have this crisis on board the um the dupler uh, the dupler is on the cerritos and it's like oh this is the perfect time be like yeah let's go to this party i will say that this is the only time i think the dupler has ever existed in star trek it was created for this episode because hmm. i don't remember him from anything else any hmm. a character like him yeah so this is an interesting concept for an alien species that when they get agitated they duplicate yeah that was kind of funny <laughs> like it, it was it was definitely when you get to uh uh tinley and uh rutherford mm-hmm. when uh rutherford he's be like he's trying it'd be like he's trying to replicate what he did when he was you know a year ago before his yeah. member got wiped and now it's like and then it's just more towards the end of the episode it's like oh yeah i would have done this anyway mm-hmm. it wasn't like i was you know i'm not as smart as i used to be it's just like we're trying to spare get more time with each other rather than like getting it done faster yeah which I found hysterical. That was absolutely hysterical because the, the dynamic between these two characters are so well done. And it's just two characters that want to just, you know, goof around and have fun, but also they want to do their job. Right. And then you have, uh, Mariner. <laughs> don't worry, I like Mariner, but I don't like her. Yeah. She's that kind of character. Yeah. You she, like her and you don't like her because she causes way too much trouble. She does. And of course, she she's blaming Boimler for everything. They're like, "You abandoned me. You abandoned this." And da 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 da. And there's a point there. Now, granted, point me if I'm wrong, where she starts blaming Boimler for everything. That be like, "Oh, you abandoned us." And da 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 da. She she does keep blaming him for abandoning them as when uh, they went to when he went to the uh, the Titan. Titan. And apparently, there was another like off episode thing where. He ended up for some reason leaving them for some reason. I yeah, don't, it's I, stranded. I didn't, they didn't say that doesn't wait. That wasn't seen on screen. Yeah, which is but which was weird. Yeah, because that be like Boimler wouldn't intentionally leave someone abandoned. Now Mariner would. <laughs> yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah, it was just it was it was so weird. I was like, okay, we don't have context. Of what's going on here? So it's like, okay, who's telling the truth here? But uh, the overall, the episode was really well done and it gave this more of a, this feel of like uh, the captain of Cerritos would be mm-hmm. like, oh, we're going to get into this party because we did this and this and this and this. And towards the end of it, it's like, oh, we're just hanging out in this little bar that happened that, that Kirk used to hang out with. Yeah. And uh, I found that part interesting where it was like, okay, here's that little dynamic family you was getting these kind of shows. Mm-hmm. And uh, I like that because most of the time with this show, you primarily get it with all the lower decks. You don't get it with all the, the, the bridge crew for the most part. Am I wrong? You're not wrong. I'm just saying, I'm just thinking, save it for the episodes. Okay. Some int- I'm just saying some interesting things. We we do get character development all the way around. Okay. Going forward. Gotcha. Admittedly, that first season was mostly focused on the lower decks, you know, the main four. Of course. With the senior crew, you know, 
coming up because they mm-hmm. have to because they always are technically in the quote unquote a story mm-hmm. that the the adventures of the Cerritos technically would be about except mm-hmm. we're not following that story no. we're following what the lower decks people are doing mm-hmm. but the more the show goes on and the more they have to interact with the other crew they do get some more character development okay good I will say that okay so yeah uh i did love i I liked the concept of the dupler like i said uh and i do love the fact that we are getting more of uh tendy and rutherford's relationship in this Mm. as they're coming back together after you know he lost his memory um i love the fact that that model is so (laughs) accurate that they have to use the tweezers to get the keys out of the uh, <laughs> the security the the station <laughs> to re- and then go to the where they are in the uh, engineering section to turn them to release this little bitty warp core that they can then throw and it will blow up. I thought <laughs> that was that's a little too. Uh, <laughs> yeah, why accurate. would you put a warp core on a model? <laughs> You would think that'd be the battery. Yeah. You think and it should have just popped out a little D-cell battery. Yeah. But, but it's, actual it's an warp actual core. working miniature warp core. I'm thinking that's a bit dangerous to have on a model. Uh, the other thing I thought was interesting is um, the packaging that we see on, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. on for the model Cerritos. And then later on the model Deep Space Nine yeah. box. Those look suspiciously similar to the models made for the 90 shows. Mm-hmm. Like they, the I think AMT was the uh, yeah the company that made those models. Those look suspiciously similar, almost mm. to like you could tell they went back and looked at that artwork and then tried to match that style because it's got kind of a late 80s, early 90s flair to yeah, it. Agreed. Which those models had until the 2000s. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, the Cerritos, I don't, th- neither the, of course, the Cerritos didn't have a model like that made. Uh, I don't think there was ever a Deep Space Nine model, but don't quote me on that. Mm. But um, I did like like that. And of course, the whole idea of the way, she, the, way the bartender described Kirk and Spock, mm-hmm. it's like, oh yeah, I could see them doing that now. Because at mm. first, when she said, oh yeah, they tried to break into the, that party too, and they were kicked out. And I'm going, how would they have gotten kicked out? It's Kirk and Spock Fuck. when they were on the Enterprise. That was a, but then the way they described it is like, uh, the the blonde one drank while the other one just kind of stood there stoically. I go, yep, that would be Kirk and Spock. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But yeah, it's uh, I do like that episode. It was nice. uh, it's a it's a that's a fun episode. So let's go ahead and jump to the next one. Uh, the Spy Humongous. Oh, gosh. Directed by Bob Suarez and written by John Cochran. Uh, in this episode, Anomaly Consolidation Day on the USS Cerritos leaves the lower deckers with mixed emotions. Captain Freeman attempts to negotiate peace on the Pac-Led home world. Oh, Pac-Leds. Never change. <laughs> uh, Neil Casey is in, the, in this episode, plays Casey and the scary alien on Machine. I love that character name. <laughs> uh, Rich Fulcher played Rumdar, Pac-Led Rebel, Ambassador Grubden, 
Packled Servant, Emperor Packled, and King Packled. Brian Potion played Queen Packled, Out of Breath Packled, and Packled Delegate Number Two. Phil Lamar re- uh, returned as a- Admiral Freeman. Lauren Lapkus re- returned as Jennifer. Gabrielle Ruiz played Castro and a computer. And Carl Tart played Lieutenant Kayshawn. Mm. Getting into the trivia for this one. This is the first episode where Ensign Casey's name is officially revealed on screen. It was previously unofficially established in the closed captions from Strange Energies. Mm. Uh, the manner in which the plant in Lab 4005 sprays thorns from the center of its flower resembles the pod plant from Gamma Tranquil 6 from the original series episode, The Apple. Fortunately Mar- for Mariner, the plant's thorns, unlike those of the pod plant, were not poisonous. Ouch! <laughs> the Kazinti Ensign, who first appeared in Mugato Gumato, appears in this episode for the first time as a speaking role. This is the big cat guy that was in the red shirts. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, during his appearance, while discussing poor posture, he demonstrated an example that reflected the posture displayed by the Kazinti telepath from the slaver weapon, which for some reason this does not say what episode that is from. Hmm. And I can't get it. Oh, uh, do, 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 do. Oh, as an, as an animated series episode, uh, during quote unquote, captain Boimler's rousing speech to his crew. He imagined himself on the bridge of a galaxy class starship that resembled that of pre star Trek generations USS enterprise uh, D. Yeah. Rumdar references wanting to see the Cerritos's crimson force field. I don't get that either. I will explain it. <laughs> okay. Because I think this is brilliant. Uh, this is a reference to a fictitious defensive weapon named by Jordy LaForge, next generation, mm-hmm. and invented, in quotes, by Captain Riker. That was first mentioned in the Next Generation episode, Samaritan Snare, which is the episode that introduced the Packleds. Okay. It was literally a lie to get them out of, get, get them out of there. Mm. Uh, Mariner uses Tendi's given name for the second time after learning it, and the fact that she had one, in We'll Always Have Tom Paris. This is despite having previously included it in the credits for her holo film, Crisis Point, The Rise of Vindicta. This episode featured for the second week in a row the return of another another legacy character from Star Trek The Next Generation. In this case, Armus from Skin of Evil. And I love the look on my co-host's face. (laughs) Because when I saw this moment, I thought, oh, Jacob is not going to have an idea what's going on here. First season, episode of 17 s- of Next Generation. Okay, that's what I thought. The episode that killed the first main character, uh, main series character on The Next Generation. Oh, yeah. The death of Lieutenant Natasha Yar. Mm-hmm. Technically not her last episode. No. And I don't just mean because she returns as her daughter later on in the series Mm -hmm. and then as a time variant version of her in Yesterday's Enterprise. No, she has one more episode as security officer of the USS Enterprise D is literally the next episode because they've released the episodes and filmed the episodes out of order. Mm. 
What's funny is that other episode, as uh, her last, the last part you see of her on screen, she is in the background behind Picard and Crusher as they're walking into a turbo lift. Mm-hmm. And as right before the turbo lift doors close, if you are watching where she is, she quickly turns around and waves goodbye on to the camera. Because that was her last time on screen. Why not? It makes sense to me. And it's like very short. You've got to be watching for it. Mm. But uh, the fact that they brought the stupidest character in Next Generation back. The stupid goo monster from that episode. It's a bad episode, no matter how you cut uh, it. Okay. And Armus is a stupid, bad character. This is... Yeah, remember, this is back when Riker was still beardless. Yeah. Um, and you get this great image of him being dragged into Armus's goo pond and this uh, weird uh, mask of him floating up in it right before a commercial break to think, oh no, he's getting killed too. Yeah, he's not getting killed, but they did just kill another character. Yeah. So Lieutenant Yar went out like all good security officers do. In the first five minutes to protect everybody else, mm. all the real characters from, you know, she died the death of a red shirt. Uh, and I do not mean the red shirts from the last episode or this episode. Yeah, no. Because that's the other thing. The commander, the the team that Boimler is joining, that mm-hmm. includes Jennifer, by the way, mm. uh, she does keep showing up. Oh, okay. But uh, they call themselves the red shirts. Because they think it sounds cool and makes them sound invincible. And yes, sure, by Next Generation, the red shirt characters are not the ones who died every away team because they changed colors. True. In the original series episode, though, all of the Starfleet security people wore red. That's why they were the ones who continually got killed every episode. And if you've ever heard someone refer to a character as a red shirt, uh-huh. that's where this comes from. Oh, yeah. And when you recognize there are characters who are quote unquote red shirts in everything that has a character where you've got to show somebody die mm-hmm. to show how serious the situation is or get gravely injured. Mm-hmm. I apologize. Gravely injured or killed to show how dangerous the situation is without risking the the character your main characters because you gotta have them come back next mm-hmm. week. That is a red shirt. And Natasha Yar went out the death of a red shirt. She died in the first 15 minutes. I think she might have even died in the cold open. Mm. I think she was the death right before the opening uh, theme song. Mm. I could be wrong there, but I swear she was. And it's not even a good death. She gets hit by this weird goo thing and falls over. That's it. And I love that we go back and we just prank call Armus at the end of this episode. Because <laughs> it's just a weird thing. I was wondering. I was like, what in the world? Where is this a reference from? Now I know. Okay. Yeah. It's. I'm not telling you to go back and watch that episode. Unless you just like to see the, my, the one of the most hated main characters of the first season of Next Generation get killed. <laughs> I say that because we kind of liked seeing her come back later in other episodes. Yeah. So she was a villain as Sela Yar, but mm. beside the point. At that point, she was half Romulan. Mm. Anyway, it trust me, it makes sense. Yeah, in context. But yeah, this episode. <laughs> I, tell me what you thought of this episode. I kind of <laughs> geeked out for a minute. No, of course, like no, 
Drew would never uh, geek out about anything Star Trek. <laughs> Trek. Trek. Okay. Not track. <laughs> Trek. Star Trek. I'm sorry. You did just hit one of the memes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this this episode, it was Boimler getting sucked into this this little group of characters, red shirts, who think they'd be like, oh, we're above everybody else. They're the same rank as everybody else, but we're 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 the we're the elite that are going to become captains one day. And it's like, oh, okay. Be like, yeah, you stick with us, you'll become a captain in no time. I'm like, uh, do you are you sure you know what that word means? <laughs> I don't think so. And I love how the guy that is sticks it out, mm-hmm. he gets his three seconds in the captain's chair before Shax kicks him out of it <laughs> because of the shift change. Oh, that was great. That was perfect. And it was just the, the, this idea of leadership. And it was like how, like, be like, you got to inspire your team. It's like, yeah, of course. But towards the end, definitely with, uh, with uh, Tinley, uh, Mariner, and uh, Rutherford are mm-hmm. doing all like the grunt work, and they're like going through and like changing out all this stuff. And Tinley's like trying to make everything where it's the coolest thing ever. And of course, Mariner's got to you know, you know, got to pop that balloon and see how bad and terrible things yeah. are. And Rutherford's not too excited about it. No. But- but still, how they all keep getting hit by all these weird. Oh, it was things. great. <laughs> oh, especially when Mariner gets hit with that. Uh, the uh, the uh, the the needles. The, yeah. <laughs> so, to quote, uh, Chance from Homeward Bound: The Incredible Tourney, it bit me with its butt. <laughs> Oh yes, yes. That's that's probably what I thought when I first saw this. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh, Homeward Bound. Yeah, and just just the look of sure. I'm in pain right now. <laughs> look on yeah. here, but like, <laughs> it's like, oh, this one hurt a bit. But it oh might. my, oh, those parts were absolutely hysterical. Those characters be like, oh, it's this goo. We gotta analyze. We gotta do. We gotta do this to get this done. And uh. And so while you're going on with this, you got the uh, the the packlet, uh, the the oh, packlet who is who is be like he's obviously the uh, he's he's a spy, but he's like oh I just want to go see your warp car. He's looking at stuff. I'm like yeah, you're definitely a spy. You're a dar- yeah. terrible spy. Let me see your shield harmonics. I am packlet. I am the strongest. And then you get down to the planet and uh, where. Uh, Freeman is mm-hmm. having to deal with the bureaucracy of the Packlet planet. Oh my gosh. I don't have a big enough helmet to negotiate a ceasefire. Well, then show me someone with a bigger helmet. Bigger who's helmets. Got a, who has a big enough helmet. All hail the Packlet clean. Give us a Rendar. I, he says, uh, he's on the, he's on the, he's on the toilet right now, <laughs> but he says you should negotiate a ceasefire. A ceasefire. I don't have a big enough helmet to negotiate a ceasefire. <laughs> And it keeps going up, up, we up, get, up, and up. It's the goes to the Packlet King, the Packlet Emperor, and a revolutionary. It's like, good night. Where were you going to go next? The Packlet God? Oh, that's scary. <laughs> that is scary. Um, but it's just so funny. It's like be like the point where they finally get the uh, <laughs> or the, uh, the 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 Packlet spy be like, oh, I went to the bathroom. It's like, yes. no, you would. T- <laughs> 
I learned that the Enterprise has the biggest bathrooms, and also that is not Captain Janeway. That is Captain Freeman. <laughs> That's what I was telling you. And the fact to me, like, there, I am the, strong. I there is no way I gave. I, I revealed to you our secrets. Yes, and we need to be impressed by that. What, what secrets did you not oh, tell good us? Oh, night, Packers. Well, we decided to sneak a Veruvian bomb, I think that's what it was, yeah. onto Earth. Why, thank you. Beam us out of here. <laughs> Get out of here now. <laughs> that was just great. I mean, like, the, that, that whole setup, I was like, oh, brilliant. I mean, like, these, these are not the most, these are not the sharpest tools in the shed of characters. What's and, weird is the that last episode of first season where they brought it back, brought the, brought the Packleds back. Mm-hmm. Yes, they were shown to be stupid characters, but they were shown to be like, you know, the problem with stupid characters and lo- stupid people in large numbers. Mm-hmm. They are a pain in the butt to deal with. And yes. you're almost worse than people who think smart about these sort of things. Yeah. We're back to them being joke characters yes, in agreed. this episode. Agreed. And they seem to be joke characters go in the next couple episodes yeah. too, that they show in, show up in. Oh my gosh. But so, like, kind of wrapping this up, we get uh, Bormley gets wrapped up in this whole red shirt group, and it's like, oh, make great speeches, the whole mm-hmm. bit, new uniform, whole bit. Be like, you'll make captain in no time. And then you have Tin, you have Tinley, who is be like, gets infected by this cube. Yes, this mood altering cube that then turns her into a praying mantis just- monster. And then it's just like be like the 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 retro guys would be like oh yeah let's make big speeches to do this and like bumblers yeah. be like we're all the same we're we're all the you, same what are you we doing? getting there do something what are you doing we're inspiring the crew they are the crew, crew. we are the crew. crew and he's like oh I know how to take care of this and he goes and starts replicating a bunch of garbage <laughs> to to make to make himself be so he can be funny to make Tindy laugh uh huh and that's what saves her pretty much oh yeah that was absolutely hysterical <laughs> absolutely hysterical Man, that was such a waste of reconstituted proteins <laughs> <laughs> oh but there, there again like you said before with the uh the the red shirt the 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 guy who stuck it out be like uh what's what is the uh our come on the uh 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 security officer what's his name shacks shacks when shacks comes by or what's no it wasn't shacks it was uh yeah it was shacks it was shacks okay yeah because he yelled at him shift change get out of here mm. no, no no i'm talking about that i'm talking about when uh they're talking about uh the 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 main red oh, shirt guy when uh ransom comes by yeah, says, ransom oh, yeah goes sure, by. i don't care oh by the way uh boiler thank uh thank you for that quick thinking that showed real leadership yeah it's like yeah for once the person who got the who should have gotten uh promoted no uh, recognition yes. is getting recognition in this show. Yes, because he was literally trying. Yeah, and instead, so be like it shows like that idea of like what leadership, what some people think leadership is, and what mm-hmm. leadership actually is. Right, is stepping out and doing something rather than be like, be like, oh, I'm going to show I'm doing something, but I'm doing doing anything. Right. Yeah, I thought that was very interesting of how they uh, demonstrate leadership through action rather than word. Mm-hmm. And it was, I was like, oh yeah, I get the new captain for three seconds and then I get yelled at. Uh, get out of my chair. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the, I think I, while I forgot, about, I, I didn't f- completely forget about this episode. Yeah. Because I mostly remembered, you know, the whole thing with the Packleds, mm-hmm. with the, all the, the, the King Packled and Queen Packled and all this other stuff. 
remember thinking, good night, this is ridiculous. I remembered all that stuff, but most of the rest of this episode I had forgotten, and this is just mm. such a fun episode. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to the next one we get to review. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, I think that's going to be it for yep. us tonight. Uh, you got anything to add before we need to uh, cut out of here? Uh, just uh, I'm definitely looking forward to Ghibli Month with mm-hmm. the movies that I've seen one of these films, I think. I, I've, I've seen The Cat Returns. I know yeah. that. I know you've seen The Cat Returns because you borrowed my copy uh, mm-hmm. last year when we watched Whispers of the Heart and yes. you wanted to go ahead and watch the sequel. Yes. And I loved that movie. Well, pseudo sequel. Pseudo sequel. But still, it was a good movie. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. The other two, I don't think I've seen so far yet. I'm not sure. But I know they're that, both good movies. Oh, okay. I admittedly have not seen uh, Spirited Away in probably 20 years. Mm. And I remember when I watched it, I was not in the mindset of this can also be good. Because mm. I just remember this being this is not anime because this is not, you know, what I was considering anime at the time. Gotcha. But, uh, I'm sure I may have a different a different opinion about it this time. I just haven't gotten back around to it yet. I got gotcha. you. So yeah, definitely looking forward to Ghibli Month. Yeah. Uh yeah, cause so next time we are reviewing uh Spirit Away. Spirited Away. And then we'll also be looking at the episodes uh where pleasant fountains lie and I excretus. Of Star Trek Lower Decks. Interesting. Yes. So join us next time for that. Uh, And I guess this is Drew. This is Jacob. And we'll catch you in the next frame. You can follow Jacob on his Facebook at Jacob B. Heron. His Facebook page, Jacob's Daily Art Corner, where he tries to draw each and every day. His Instagram at Jacob B. Heron. His Twitter at Jacob Heron. And his letterbox to Jacob Heron. You can find Drew on Facebook at Drew Dodgen. His Facebook page, Drew's photo bin to see his photography. His letterboxed page at GGeorge759. His Twitter at GGeorge759. And Instagram at Drew Dodgen. You can like us on Facebook at The Cellcast Podcast. On Twitch at The Cellcast Gaming. On YouTube at Cellcast. On Twitter at Cast underscore Cell. The Cellcast can be found at Apple Podcasts. Google Play Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere else fine podcasts are downloaded from. Please rate and review us where you found us, and also on Podchaser. Email us at thecellcastpodcast at gmail.com. The Cellcast is a proud member of both the Pop Americana and Culture Box Media Networks. For more information, please see the link in the description. Our theme song is Drop and Roll by Silent Partner. And remember, that's Cell with a single L.